Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 24 of the Money Mindful podcast. Today on the show, we are talking about money and how to make it. I love money and the information we cover today is the most important information when it comes to making money. Next week on the show, we have a financial expert who is discussing the ins and outs and the details of the how-to in money management. But if you really want to make the money, not just manage the money you already have, you absolutely have to learn how to manage your mind and create thoughts that help you make more money. This is the foundation that everything else flows from. So if you are listening on the move, if you're in the car or on the train, make sure you go to the website later and reread the show notes or listen again with a pen and paper because there's going to be a lot of juicy information in this episode. I'm thrilled to introduce you to our very first international guest, Catherine Green from Reclaim the True You Coaching. Catherine is a master certified coach with the Life Coach School and an expert in helping people just like myself manage our minds to get the results we deliberately want to create in our life and why we might be getting the results we don't want. If you are new to life coaching and what it's all about, I encourage you to stick around as I can relate to the thinking that perhaps making money with your mind sounds a bit woo-woo, but when you have the tools to manage your thoughts, it's incredibly powerful and a lot more straightforward than you might actually think. So thank you so much for joining us all the way from America. Catherine, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Megan. It is such a pleasure to be here. I cannot even tell you like what this means to me to be here with you today. And I just wanted to say a quick thank you for having me. And then, but more importantly, just a quick thank you to say, I am so thrilled that you have created this amazing space for women to come together to talk about money because we don't always talk about it. And that's a problem, right? And we need to talk about it. And we have this space now to learn in a way that feels so supported and open and honest. And I'm truly blessed to be here with you. Ah, so good. I just want to give our listeners listeners a bit of background knowledge because you won't know this, but actually Catherine was my coach when I was going through the process of getting this podcast off the ground. And we had many coaching sessions that were uh, so instrumental and helpful. Um, So we've got a lot to thank Catherine for actually, because she helped me manage my mind to get this podcast started. So it's like a full circle having her on the show today. So Super awesome to have you here, Catherine. But let's start, I think, by can you introduce yourself to my audience and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
Yeah, my pleasure. So as Megan said, I'm Catherine Green. I'm a master certified coach. I do work as a contract coach for the Life Coach School. I have the pleasure of coaching and teaching within the school and the programs that they offer. And I just absolutely adore it. That is where I had the pleasure of meeting Megan. And um, I also have my own business where I'm in coaching to help women empower themselves. Right? Women who are in transition, make peace with their past, learn to feel confident again, to trust and believe in themselves so that they can find themselves thriving in every aspect of their lives. Just kind of fun because that's what we're talking about today was in respect to money and finances, right? And that process for each of us always begins with a desire to shift, really to look at what's happening in our lives to figure out what's going on inside of us, to release the old stories, thoughts, and belief systems, to reset the habits and the patterns that are no longer working for us so that we can go reclaim ourselves and the lives that we want to live. So that's what I do. I love that. I love that. There'll be a lot of people listening today who have never used a life coach or have never worked with a life coach or they might not have even heard of a life coach. Well, actually, that's not true. If they've been listening to this show, they've heard me (laughs) banging on about life coaching a fair bit. But can you just talk to us a little bit about what attracted you to life coaching? Who is life coaching for and why would we have a life coach? Yeah. Yeah. So my story, I actually had a life coach about 10 years ago. I had her for a couple of years and it was a different style of life coaching than what I do, but very similar in the way that it was looking at how our thoughts create our experience. And I had gone through a loss. I'd lost my husband at that time. And I was in the process of transitioning out of a career that I'd had for 18 years. And interestingly enough, that career was in international education where I spent a ton of time in Australia and New Zealand. And it's so amazing that I'm kind of back here. And so I have affinity and affinity for Australia for sure. Just absolutely adore it. But in that process was um, realizing that I could go and transition from what I had always known to something very different, but I wasn't exactly sure how to do that. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs. Like if I've only done this for 18 years, how could I possibly go do something else? And my coach helped me see that it was possible for me to do something different and to believe in myself in a different way. And so I let go of some of those limiting beliefs about what it looked like for me in the past, decided to take some action in the now so that I could go create what I wanted into the future. And so why life coaching? (laughs) I saw what it did in my own life. So I really wanted to go and see about doing that. I had an inkling that that's what I wanted to do, but wasn't sure how I was going to get to it, which is the whole point, right? Is to know that there is something that you want, not knowing exactly how, but believing and trusting in yourself enough to know that you can figure it out. And that's what drew me to life coaching. And that well and truly is why I think everybody can use a life coach. I still have a coach. I still use a coach on a regular basis. And that's the most important piece is just to know that there is somewhere that you want to go and to believe that you can get there. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, so many parallels in terms of why I have a coach and, and what I'm creating too. 
Can you talk to us a little bit about, because you made that comment about how it's, there's something out there that we want and we want to create it. So the women who are listening to this show, they want to make more money. They want to get better at managing their money and they want to learn more about money and how can we create more money in our life. So I'm, I'm hoping you can talk to us a little bit about what your money story is, like maybe where you your background and then where you are at now. Yeah. Yes. So I grew up in a a family where we just didn't talk about money. Well, I shouldn't say that we thought about money, but, but the whole, the whole thing was the whole premise was we don't talk about money. It's rude. It's, um, in poor taste. It was like, you know, you don't talk about religion, politics, and sex. Like those are just the things you don't talk about. So we didn't talk about money, but I watched my parents fight about it and fight about how there wasn't enough. And I would see the experience between the two of them. And as I witnessed that, I decided that I was just not going to talk about money. That when it was talked about, it created a big, huge fight for the whole family. And it was a very painful scenario. And as I watched that, I just thought, you know what, I'm just not going to do that. So I grew up with that sort of mentality and a little bit of a mentality of there's not enough of it, right? My parents, the way they talked about it, it made me think that we didn't have enough when we wanted a certain thing. You know, we wanted the Nike shoes. Um, We had to get the knockoff, right? There was always talk about, well, we're not going to spend that much money. We're going to just spend this much money, right? This is worth it. That's not worth it. And when I grew up, and I went out on into the world on my own, I had questions often about like, what was going on with my money? How do you do stuff with money? But I didn't ask any questions, right? I just held back. And then when there was a problem, when I found myself in debt, I didn't talk about it. I didn't say anything. I didn't go out there and try and seek advice because I didn't think that's what you could do. I really well and truly believed that it was just not something you talked about. And I just hoped that it would all fix itself. But it doesn't, as we know. right? <laughs> and well and truly, we're the ones who are creating the scenario by not talking about it, by not asking questions, feeling the fear around money. I was inevitably creating a pretty disempowered experience with money, finding myself in debt. And not that debt is bad. It's not. It's not good or bad. But it is what it is. And I found myself in it because of the beliefs that I had about it. Right. And then I got married and I had a relationship with my husband about money that was coming all from the beliefs that I had. And it created more scarcity. Right. It wasn't even that I wasn't making money. It's kind of an interesting thing. Like I went out into the world. So I obviously have some positive beliefs about the ability to make money. But then when I had the money, I didn't really know what to do with it, right? How do you keep it? And I would spend more than I had. And that's how I found myself in debt. So just disempowering, those disempowering beliefs kind of overrode my positive beliefs about bringing money in. One of the things I wanted to touch on was a common theme or a way that I hear some abundance coaches talking about money is that you just have to believe it. 
You know, you just have to believe that you're going to have more money or, um, you know, to manifest more money. We just think positive thoughts about money. But (laughs) that's all true and well. But in the factual world of science and tangible evidence of how we go from thinking money doesn't go on trees to actually creating more money in our life, can you give us an example of how can we do that from a coaching perspective, like using thought work? How does it actually work? For someone who's listening who is like, what are they talking about? How do you just manifest more money in your life? Right. Yes. And we've all heard the stories, right? About you just got to believe. And if you just think positively, all the things will come to us. And we've heard the story. So we sit back and we start to think the beautiful, glorious, new mantra thoughts, right? Like I believe in money and money is abundant. And we're thinking those thoughts, but we're not believing it often. And we're not taking action when we're just thinking the thought. The action piece is the most important, right? You've got to believe the thought that you're thinking, first of all. And when you think the thought and you believe it, that creates an emotion. And our emotions always drive our actions, believe it or not, right? Or what we don't do. And I know Megan believes this, but it's, it's the, the feeling that comes from the belief that drives us to take action. And you've got to take action, right? Even if you don't know exactly what the action steps are, that's how we inevitably create what we want in our lives. When I was talking earlier about um, knowing that I wanted to change careers, right? I knew I wanted to do something. I knew I wanted to be a coach. I just wasn't exactly sure how to go about doing that. I believed that I could, and that created a desire within me. And so I began to do research, and I began to take a step here and there. I actually became a yoga teacher, And I wasn't sure if maybe that was going to be the path. And I did that for a while and then became a health coach. And then I tried a few different things and then eventually arrived at this life coaching space where I now have a very successful, thriving business. And it was all because I began with the belief in myself, but I took the action from that desire that came. So perhaps are you able to share an example Um, one that you've either heard when you've been coaching someone or a common theme that I know a lot of us will be familiar with, like the, I don't have enough money or money doesn't grow on trees. How do we move ourselves from being in that space to believing that we do have enough money or that we are creating money or whatever that thought is that is going to get us there? Yes. Yeah. So we all know those stereotypical money beliefs of you have to work hard to make money. Money is the root of all evil. Rich people are bad. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Um, But money doesn't grow on trees, right? Those are all things that we kind of say in jest almost. But when we take on those beliefs, we actually inadvertently push money away because we don't want to be someone who's bad, right? If we want to be a good person, we don't want to be bad. Um, When we think about money not growing on trees, that means that it's hard, right? That we can't, money doesn't come easy in essence, right? So those beliefs push money away. If you look at what you believe and you figure out that you have some of these limiting belief systems, that's the opportunity to say, okay, well, wait, if I'm creating this with those thoughts, 
then I do have the ability to shift and create something different for myself with new thoughts. And yes, what does that look like? How do we go about doing that? And what it looks like is this, and I'll just give you kind of an example. So you can reframe a current thought. And you can do that, like if, you're, if your thought is, I can't make more money, you can look at that and say, well, that's just an option for me to think. What if I chose to believe something like, I am learning to make more money? It's just a subtle shift, right? Like I can't to I'm learning how. And when you make that shift, just that thought, right? A slight shift, your feeling shifts along with it. You no longer feel defeated or discouraged by thinking, I can't make more money. You're now thinking, I'm learning to make more money, which might give you a feeling of curiosity or interest or something like that, right? The feeling raises. And then when you're believing that you're learning to make more money, you start to act in a way where you go out and do things to create more money. And when you do that, inevitably, you learn to make more. Right? So that's just the way that you do that. That's one way. There's more? There's more ways? There's, there's Tell us more. the ways. Tell us the ways, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> there's ways to think um, from your future, right? So you look and you decide, okay, well, I am where I am today. I have this amount of money, but I would really like to make $50,000 more, right? So you move yourself into the state of like, well, okay, if I'm making 100000 now and I want to make $150,000 this year, rather than saying, well, last year I made 100000 100, and you talk, you talk about it in terms of what you made, you step into the space of believing that you've already made the 150000 and you say things like, I'm making $150,000 this year. Right? And that's from a future position, right, where you've already made it. But when you believe that you are making it already, that it's going to happen, you move from that and you take action from that space to go create it in your life. Yeah, I actually find that method so powerful because when you put yourself in the position of having already created it, you can ask your future self, you know, how did you do it? Or what do you need to tell me now to make that happen? Or what are the steps that I can take? And it's a really interesting way to, in a sense, trick our brain to find the answers. We actually start looking and well, my future self, I'll just say, is really confident and she just knows how to do this stuff and tells me. And it's like, oh, right, okay. <laughs> you know? So, look, if you, I want to encourage you, just go back and re listen to the last five minutes of what Catherine just <laughs> said and what we've just said about how to just subtly shift your thoughts and then shift the focus of what you're focusing on and then also putting yourself in that frame of mind of having already created it. Two extremely powerful tools for creating more money. I want to move on to something a little bit different now, same topic but different angle. I 
have in some respects been quite quiet about the whole coronavirus thing. We, we're actually recording this episode in March, but when it goes to air, it'll be in April and hopefully things will have settled down a little bit by the time that you are listening to this. One of the things that I've noticed and I've seen a lot of in social media and in some respects on the news, but I don't watch much news because I just want to stay out of that frame of mind, but there's there's this thinking, there's a lot of um, struggle right now and this scarcity thinking. There's a lot of not enough going around. So when we go to the supermarkets here in Australia, I don't know what it's like for you, Catherine, in America, but so many shelves are just empty. It's just buy, buy, buy. People are trying to get a hold of supplies because of the fear that there's not enough to go around. Many people have lost work or can't work in their normal job that they normally do. I mean, this is no joke. This is a serious thing that's happening for people. Mm. And we're feeling like we're missing out or we're restricted. And the lack of money is a very real circumstance for some people right now. So I want to talk about how can we shift from this scarcity and lack mindset to a place of abundance and having enough. We have enough toilet paper. How do we shift? I mean, I don't want to, I, I kind of do want to joke about it because I think it's become too intense. Um, but how do we do this? How do we move from scarcity to abundance? Mm, that's such a great question. And it's really, um, <laughs> it's a simple answer, not always easy. Right? So the simple answer is, you just pause, notice how you're feeling, right? Which is probably feeling somewhat of out of control, discouraged, afraid, all of those feelings that come from a scarcity mindset. And just pause and notice, right? What the way that you feel. And then ask yourself why you feel that way. And when you do that, what's going to happen is that your brain's going to come up with all the thoughts all the reasons that are contributing to the way that you're feeling. And from that space in that moment, you can decide, is that something that I want to feel right now? Is this useful for me or not? And then you can decide, okay, well, if it's not useful for me to continually be in this state of fear and scarcity and um, feeling out of control, what do I want to go create for myself? What can I or where can I be in this moment? And sometimes it's just shifting from um, fear to neutral, right? Just realizing you're safe in this moment, right? We have a tendency when we go into those feelings of discouragement, defeat, and out of control to create that catastrophic thinking mindset. Like these are all the things that are going to go wrong in the world. That's why people are going and buying all the toilet paper and all the chicken and all the whatever, all the pasta and the rice. And yes, that's happening here as well, is because they think that if they go do that, they're going to create some semblance of control for themselves, right? But the reality is, is that control comes within. We create that feeling for ourselves by shifting our thinking. So we just move into this moment and say, okay, well, what do I want? What do I know for sure in this moment? And for you and I sitting here talking to each other, right? We're good. My butt is in the chair. Right? 
I'm sitting here having this lovely discussion, thinking about all the beautiful people in the world who are going to listen to this podcast and hopefully gain something from that. And when I go to that space, I'm no longer feeling the fear that I was feeling because I've shifted my thinking and I've shifted my focus away from that and onto something that is, right? Megan and I having a conversation in the effort to help people learn more about money and about an abundant mindset. Yeah, I love that. And I like what you said about taking a a breath and just being still for a minute with how you are feeling. So we're not trying to um, pretend we're not feeling fear or worry or any of that, but actually just taking a moment, being with where we're really at and then deciding, well, what do I want to be focusing on and what do I want to create? Because we can choose to focus on either what we don't have or what we do have. And that's, yeah, incredibly powerful. In fact, uh, I like the idea of those really simple exercises you can do if you're feeling stuck with this where you can just write out what you're grateful for. You know, I mean, that's a great way to just start just getting your mind in that space of what do I have? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do I have? What do I know for sure? Right. Got a roof over my head, you know, floor under my feet. It's solid and safe and children and family around us, whatever the situation is for you. So good to just be in the present moment. That's right. And if you have been buying lots of stuff from the supermarket, have a look in your shelves now and appreciate everything that is there. (laughs) The abundance. Yes. Yes. So much (laughs) abundance. You know, how many uh, packets of pasta do you have? It's so true. Well, here's another way to look at it. We went to the grocery store this weekend and it was the first time I'd been to the grocery store since I'd heard of all the stories, right? So we go in and we go into the produce section and all the potatoes and the carrots and the onions are gone. And I was like, fascinating. Okay. So what is it that I can create without potatoes, onions, and carrots, right? Whatever it was. And then we go to the next aisle and we were going to get chicken. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not making chicken meatballs. What can I make instead? Right? So just it's, there's an opportunity here to create, even though we think it's so scary and so frightening and uncertain, right? There's an opportunity always to create from that space. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right. So something I ask all my guests is, Catherine, do you have a money strategy or a tip or something that you do, a habit that you do personally in your life around money that you're happy to share with us that our listeners might benefit from? Mm, This is a a habit and it's super simple. And I just want to give people something super simple to think about because I think we need simplicity right now. Um, And it's something that I learned, I don't even know, it's probably 15-ish years ago, maybe longer. And it was about respecting money. And the person said that what they do is put their money in their wallet. I know we don't always carry cash around anymore, but you can even do this with your credit cards and things like that, coins that happen to come. But if you've got money, is to put your money all facing in the same direction from the smallest to the largest denominations, right? And when you put it into your wallet, that just creates this respectful 
space for your money to reside. It's like building a relationship with your money. It's like thinking about that, thinking about it as a, as a human. I know that sounds so weird, but as something that is precious to you. And how would you treat someone, i.e., your money, in this space that they're going to reside? Right? And how attentive are you to that? And it just really makes me think a lot about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And when my money gets crumpled up. And when I'm not paying attention, then I know that something's going on in my mind, right? And it's a space to come back to and say, okay, well, what am I thinking? What am I doing that's creating the scenario? Ah, yes, yes. And I think that also relates to when you have money and you don't even realize you've got it. You know, it's like in your pocket of your jacket or... You open your wallet and you don't even remember how much was in there. It's like this thing that you're not even paying attention to it. Yeah. It's like building a relationship. I haven't done that. I'm going to try that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. it's That's an interesting one. Even just the details of lining it up in your Mm -hmm. wallet, smallest to largest. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just builds a relationship with money. And that's really what this is, is a relationship with our money. You know, and how do we want to treat our money? Because when we treat it in a certain way, and that's how we want to treat it, it's going to respond accordingly. Not in like a technical sense, right? It's not going to speak back to you. But you begin to act with your money in a way that is respectful. And then you create more from that space. It's just so good. Like it's really fun too to just be thinking about it in that way that you can build a relationship with it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, Catherine, I think that we have, wow, we've actually covered some really amazing ground in this episode and I want people to be able to find you. Where can they find you, Catherine? If they want to work with you, if they want to get coaching with you, tell us all the things. Yes. Um, well, if anybody's interested, you can come and look at my website, which is reclaimthetrueyou.com. Super simple, reclaimthetrueyou, all four words, .com. And there's information there. There's blogs. And there's also a freebie on creating confidence, shifting away from self-doubt to create confidence. And if you're interested in working with me, I just offer a free empowerment session where we can sit down and have a chat for 45 minutes and see what it is that you want to do and where you want to go and how we can work together. And that's the way you can reach out. You can also find me same places, Facebook and Instagram. And you know what I love? I love that you're in America and it doesn't matter. I, I've been coached by Catherine heaps of times and here I am in Australia <laughs> because of the magic of technology. Love it. Love it so much. And I'll make sure that all of Catherine's details are in the show notes on the show. Catherine, thank you so much for being here today. I always knew I wanted you on the show. <laughs> And now it has happened. So I think our listeners are just going to get so much out of this episode. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you, Megan. So excited about this. Thank you. Okay. So, wow. 
Catherine Green, amazing. She is an expert in managing your mind. I think there is so much we can take away from this episode. As always, if you want to stay in touch outside of the podcast, get onto the Money Mindful newsletter, guys. You can just go to the Money Mindful website and subscribe. I email you every week with everything that's going on so you don't miss any information or any podcast episodes. In the meantime, until you hear from me again, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.